0: With that, this morning, I want to move into um, a, 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 a kind of a short word. I want to move into a short word. Um, and and I, But before I give you my title, I'm, I'm going to read a lot of Bible. <laughs> I'm going <gonna read, laughs> to read a lot of Bible, and we're not going to dig deep into the entire passage, but it, it, it will make sense if we just go through all of, uh, hey, guy. Hey, guy. Hey, guy, chapter one. Hey, guy, chapter one. Are those the Douglases right there? Oh, yeah, I see y'all. Good to see you. The lights were blinding me, and I just looked over, and I was like, that's some black people right there. I see them. And Shaw in the house. You know what? We embarrass him too bad. Leave him alone. <laughs> um, so let's go to Hey, guy. Hey, guy, chapter one. Hey, guy, chapter one. Here, let's let's read this. On August 29th of the second year of King Darius' reign, the Lord gave a message through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Jeshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says: The people are saying, "The time has not yet come. The time." Has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the Lord sent this message through the prophet Haggai Why are you living in luxurious houses while my house lies in ruins? This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says Look at what's happening to you. You have planted much, but harvest little. You eat, but are not satisfied. You drink, but are still thirsty. You put on clothes, but cannot keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you. Now, go up into the hills, bring down timber and rebuild my house. Then I will take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You hoped for rich harvest, but they were poor. And when you brought your harvest home, I blew it away. Why? Because my house lies in ruins, says the Lord of Heaven's armies, while all of you are busy building your own fine houses. It's because of you that the heavens withhold the dew and the earth produces new crops. I have called for a drought on your fields and hills. A drought to wither the grain and grapes and olive trees and all your other crops a drought to starve you and your livestock and to ruin everything you have worked so hard to get then Zerubbabel son of Shealtiel and Jeshua son of Jehoshadak the high priest and the whole remnant of God's people began to obey the message from the Lord their God when they heard the words of the prophet Haggai whom the Lord their God had sent the people feared respected reverenced the Lord Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave the people this message from the Lord. I am with you, says the Lord. So the Lord sparked the enthusiasm. Somebody say sparked. Sparked the enthusiasm of Zerubbabel, the Zerubbabel son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah. And the enthusiasm of Jeshua son of Jehoshadak the high priest, and the enthusiasm of the whole remnant of God's people. They began to work on the house of their God, the Lord of Heaven's armies, on September 21st of the second year of King Darius' reign. Now, we've been talking about this for some weeks, so you, pro- you could probably give me a great recap. But this morning, I won't ask for the recap like I would do. Now, for those of you aren't familiar with the passage the passages written to a people who were scheduled to rebuild the second temple. They were charged with building this temple, this house, this sanctuary of God. But because of various factors, obstacles, obstructions, they they didn't get to work. They, they did not get to work. And, and the understanding of the prophet here and, and, and what they had experienced here is that because they were um, disobedient, because they were off, off the mark, the Lord was saying through the prophet, that's why certain things are, are happening. That's why you're not being satisfied. That's why certain things that should be going a certain way, that should be going positively, they're, they're, not going, they're not going the way that you would think they would go. The Lord's like, I've got something for you and you're distracted. So I'm not going to endorse your dysfunction I'm not going to enable any kind of stupidity or what we call sin. I'm going to let you know that you are uh, not looking at me and what I've given you to do. Now, it's one thing to procrastinate, it's one thing to endure obstacles and to endure obstruction, you know, and it's, it's one thing if it's, you know, let's say maybe a week or maybe even a year or whatever the case is, but this thing was going on over, over a decade. I mean, it was just kind of like that they just lost sight of what they were to do. They had been called out of Babylonian exile. They were out of that captivity, and they got to go back home. And what they were supposed to do when they got back to this place was to build, build this temple, this temple that would mean and that would signify for them that God was with them and that God was for them and that they had prioritized God and his presence and his power. But instead of doing that, they just kind of went off and they were doing their own thing. That's a, that, that, that's a basic basic idea of what's of what's happening. So they're charged by the prophet to get back, to get back on point, to get back, to get back on mission. And, and, and that's the portion, that's the portion we read. I want to use as a as a title this morning, uh, What Time Is It? What time is it? Somebody say that. What time is it? Yeah, look at the person on your right and ask them, what time is it? (laughs) I appreciated your inflections there. It was really good. And then look at the person on your left and ask them, what time is it? (laughs) <laughs> and for those of you who are online church, you can say it to the kitchen sink or you could just say it out loud. If you're by or, or if there's somebody right, just yell at the cross the house. What time is it? Somebody might tell you, oh, it's about 10 this time or the other. And that's one. That is one solid answer. But when we ask the question this Sunday morning, what time is it? We're not talking about reading the dial or the a digital clock. We're not we're not talking about that type of time. Um, I, was, I was telling right now I'm uh, going through some car issues and, and I was noticing as I was looking at these different cars trying to test drive them and all this stuff. I was, now, I'm not hating on anybody that has a Lexus, I'm not. But I noticed that in that Lexus, they have that round clock in it, you know? And you know, back in the day that was, that was real cool and stuff and I'm, I'm not hating if, that's, if you really love that round clock. But I was like, I can't do that round clock. I can't do that. <laughs> that was a deal breaker for me. <laughs> I was like, these cards ain't right, but I can't, do that round clock It's just something about it. Remind me of grandmama in a way not, you know, in a certain way, I don't know. <laughs> so we're not talking about that type of time and the telling of that type of time, but we're talking about the kind of time to understand what what is the meaning of this time and what should be prioritized for the time that we That we are in when we look in our text this morning, we see that the prophet Haggai said it's time to build. But in verse two, it reads, this is what the Lord of heaven's army says. The people are saying the time has not yet come. The time has not yet come. But then the prophet says, oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. So knowing what time it is. Matters, knowing what time it is will make or break your life, make or break my life. If I'm making a decision in the wrong time, that will have a consequence. So I want to know at the end of the day and at the start of the day, Lord, am I in your timing? What's on your heart today? What's on your heart right now? Somebody shout. What time is it? What time, what time is it? What time is it? What time is it? Oh my goodness, the, the, the preacher said there's a time for everything under the sun. A time to dance, a time to be still, a time to mourn, a time to laugh, a time to get your hair did, a time to just let it grow out. He didn't say that like that, but yeah. <laughs> there's a time for everything. There's a time for everything under the sun seasons come and go and help us to know what season we're in the sun rises and the sun sets and it helps us to know what time it is and i'm submitting to you this morning that those things that we can observe with our taste touch eyes our our senses that's easy to do i can look at the clock and tell you what time it is but what about those things that don't give you those kind of external indicators Because that's what they're facing in the text, and that's what we're facing this morning. Is it time for this, or is it time, is it time for that? Some say it's time to leave Afghanistan, and some say, no, 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 it's not time. Some say it's time to recall the governor. Some say, no, it's not time. Some say it's time to get that booster shot, and some say, no, it's not time. Some say it's time to get rid of these masks. And some say, no, it's not time. Some, some say it's time for you to retire. Some say, no, <laughs> it's not time. Somebody say, what time, time. what time is it? What time is it? What time is it? <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> Welcome to the bridge. It's like that every Sunday. <laughs> what time what time is it I felt like it would be a shorter message just as I was praying this morning and praying in even more I thought okay Lord let's, let's, let's lean in let's lean in on on a part of this That's that's in my heart for you, and you'll you'll hear it over the, the coming weeks. But for this morning, I want us to lean in. Why in the world might these people have said the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord? We've been talking about the different reasonings for that. Why would they say the time has not yet come when 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 the leader of the entire region had basically given exemption for the church or for the temple to rebuild? Why would they say it's not time? (laughs) We, we, we We could dig into why would they say why would they say that? Well, we know in part it's because when they had tried to rebuild that second temple, they had encountered such opposition. It wasn't easy to do. It wasn't easy to do. And so, so so, we say, well, I guess it's just easier to just not do it and just find something else to do. But I, but I, I want to drill into it this morning because I know that what, what we're drilling into is what's going on with you and what's going on with me and what's going on in the world. And we need help. We need deliverance. Because I want to submit to you this morning that as they're saying the time has not yet come, they're dealing with something that. You and I, if we don't deal with it properly, it it alters our decisions. It fogs our minds. It creates confusion and frustration, and we can't tell what time it is. I don't know what to do because it's so foggy. Let's just look at this quick definition. Let's look at lethargy. Lethargy can be described as tiredness weariness, fatigue, or lack of energy. It can be accompanied by depression, decreased motivation, or apathy. Lethargy can be a normal response to inadequate sleep, overexertion, overworking, stress, lack of exercise, or boredom. When part of a normal response, lethargy often resolves with rest, adequate sleep, decreased stress, and good nutrition. Just leave that right there on the screen. When part of a normal response, Lethargy often resolves with rest, adequate sleep, decreased stress, and good nutrition. I want you to be examining yourself. Many of you know that what one of the things communion is about is examining, reflecting. In relationship to the Lord Jesus, we're called to examine, to be a thoughtful people. And I want you to be giving yourself the self-quiz right now. How are you on your rest? How are you in your sleep? How are you with decreasing your stress? How are you with what you're putting in your body? Where are you? Are you you're grading yourself. Lord is asking us to examine to look at this he says when we're clear on some things when we know that the fatigue or the tiredness or the anxiety or the stress when those things aren't speaking we're going to be able to hear his voice clearer we're going to be able to know what time it is what I put my hand to what I don't put my hand to what I say yes to what I say no to because it's already hard enough. Life is already hard enough. And I don't need to compound how hard life already, already is. I know God has given me something to do. And I know that anytime you do something for God, you're going to have opposition. The word has to be tested. So I don't want to make it any harder on myself. So just some practice. Practical, practical, practical factors that will determine whether or not you invest in your marriage appropriately, whether or not you expand in your business or hold still, whether or not you make the decision to make a career change or not. Practical. But it's the small things, right? Some of us, well, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Hey, check out these factors. Oh, you keep making bad decisions because you're just so tired. You keep neglecting your friends and family because you're just so tired. Instead of dealing with what needs to be dealt with, you say, oh, I'm just so tired and I'm still doing the same thing. And oh, I'm just so tired and I just keep doing the same thing. Oh, I'm just so tired. That's insanity. Yes. And when we do that, time is on my side. No, it's not. <laughs> No, it ain't. <laughs> no. No. I like that practical shepherding. I like that practical discipleship that helps me connect the dots and say, if I'm praying for God to do something and my disciplines and my habits don't follow up with it, then I'm deceiving myself. When well, I'm praying for God to do something. Oh, Lord, bless me with such finances. Lord, and I'm not following the things that he tells me to do. You would look at me and be like, You got part of it right. But if you pray like that and you don't do like this, something about your faith needs a checkup. I like this kind of glory. God wants us to be a healthy and strong, vibrant church in every single way every single way we're fighting for what matters to him what matters to us somebody say "What what time is it i want you to check on yourself i want you to check on yourself this is all super practical stuff but it's this stuff that when we don't value it right when we don't have it in its right place impacts how we think, how we process, how we move forward in our decision making. I can understand why the folks didn't rebuild the temple. They were trying, they were trying, but after a while, the discouragement, the 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 the, the up the disappointment of it, the obstacles sure, but at some point they say, I'm just tired of trying. I'm just tired of trying. If you haven't checked in with your doctor in a while, I want you to check in with your doctor. We need to do some intense fasting too as a side note. Check in with your doctor if you haven't checked in with your doctor. Hey, my pastor's talking about us as a church doing some uh, fasting, what's appropriate for me when it actually deals with food and water. Get that checkup, get that, get that checkup. Think, think big game, think long term. Oh, you mean you didn't you 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 couldn't answer the call because uh you 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 forgot that on Sunday morning it was worship time and on Sunday morning <laughs> Sunday morning we got to get to the house of the Lord. We got to get together. You got to come in here. You got to come sharp. You can come any way you need to come. But for those of us who are further along in the journey, we know better. I'm coming to bring my worship. I'm coming to bring my contribution. I'm going to look sharp. I'm going to look alive. I'm not talking about clothes. I'm talking about in my heart, the posture of my heart. I don't want to bring God nothing sloppy on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Let me at it, Lord. Come on. Let's go. So that we can be sent ones, called ones can go out there and impact the thing. Oh, my goodness. If we're just reflecting on holistic health, the whole picture, and I want you to see that it's all connected. In verse 14 of Hegai, Um, well, let me go back a little further. Let me do verse twelve. So they heed the word of the prophet. They get oh okay, time to try this thing again. After after several failed attempts, it's time to try again. They get going. And then look at what it says here in verse 12. Then Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and the whole remnant of God's people began to obey the message from the Lord their God. That's exciting. When they heard the words of the prophet Haggai, whom the Lord their God had sent, the people feared, respected, reverenced the Lord, took him seriously. You matter what you say matters to me. Verse 13, then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave the people this message from the Lord. Pay attention to this order. They began to obey. And then listen, listen to this order. Verse 13, then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave the people this message. I am with you. I am with you when we obey the Lord. The scripture, one way the scripture calls it is loving God, obedience is love God. Another way the scripture deals with it is drawing close to God. Whenever we draw close to God, he draws close to us. He always initiates first. All he's waiting for from us is basically a response. He's just waiting for a response. Hey, this is what I've given you to do. Now respond to me. He's so awesome. And he's just waiting for a response and waiting for a response and waiting for a response. But the order here in the text is just beautiful. Verse 13 he says, after the people begin to obey, the prophet sent a message I am with you. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you for, for all those wonderful little itty bitty choices that you're making that nobody but God sees. I want you to feel his pleasure over you. I want you to hear him saying, I am with you. I see you want me, I see you're choosing me i am with you you're not in it by yourself you're not going at it alone I pray that you hear that in your spirit, oh, all throughout the day. Tomorrow you hear it as you're doing whatever you're doing to chill, relax. I pray you hear it on Tuesday as you say, I know I'm doing what God has given me to do. I'm surrendering to him. I'm enjoying him. I'm loving how he would give me to love. Though I'm you know far from perfect, though I'm imperfect, I am making that effort toward him. And I know that he sees what my intention is. I'm walking toward And I want you to feel and sense and know that as you are seeking to obey God, he is with you. And that changes how you enter into your day. It changes how you talk to people, how you treat people, because you know God is with me. I'm seeking Him. I want to receive His love more and more and more. I want to be more aware of Him than I want to be aware of anything else. He sees my heart. He knows my heart. He's leading me. He's guiding me. He's my good shepherd. The is with you ah, thank you Lord somebody say thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. thank you Lord thank you Lord I am with you and then it continues when they get that word when they know that God is with them after all of this depression de- these delays this discouragement that was lasting over a decade y'all If, 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 if that little one is saying happy, they spot on. Because once the people received that word in their heart, in their life, once they knew, you know, God sees my heart. He knows I'm not perfect, but he, he loves that reach for him. He loves that seek after him. Once they heard that word, I am with you. Look at what followed in verse 14. So the Lord sparked the enthusiasm. The enthusiasm came because they received that word. And I know for some of the things the Lord has entrusted to us, you need to know the Lord is with you because you need that enthusiasm. You need that joy. You need that rejoicing. You can't go in there with your head down like you the worst thing in the world. You need to walk in and say, I know God is with me. You're running a staff or you're running a board. You're being entrusted with responsibilities. You need to know that you know that you know that God is with you. Yes, amen. Oh, there's not a problem we can't handle. What's the problem? Come on, let's get to it. <laughs> Whatever it looks like, I know God is with me and God is sparking enthusiasm and waking us up from our slumber where we can see what he's seeing so that we know what time it is. Oh, like I said Lord willing we'll get this through in some weeks I'll work it through in some weeks but this is just where I feel like okay we just going to stay right here, so we can reflect so we can examine and we come to this time of communion with that reverence of Lord just show me most of us already know we already know and then today would be the day where we would repent and believe the lord and we say i'm done with that i'm done with this i'm saying yes to this then we turn up get to the end of the year we say wow man there's so much grace momentum on you what's going on with you girl look at wow what's going on with you trusting god like that If you've said, man, I just feel, I just feel, I'm feeling beat up, da-da-da-da. isn't that a part of life? Yeah. But you know what? In your examination, you, you go look behind that and see what the root is. Sometimes you're tired because you're supposed to be tired. But sometimes you're tired because you're just being Stupid. I'm at home, so I can say it like that. Grace, am I right? I can just, because this is, this is family. I can just say it real. It's like, no, wait, why am I doing, I'm exhausting myself. I'm making myself crazy. And as a result, I cannot hear what the Lord is saying. I don't really know what time it is because I'm running myself ragged. And then when you have this kind of church, you, you talk to people and you tell them, yeah, I need to. Make some changes. And boy, the people in this church, they will hold you accountable. It's a blessing. It's a beautiful thing. So you're not walking by yourself. You've linked arms and then you can encourage one another. And the Lord's like, those people really know how to worship. Whole picture worship. Whole whole life work. my life goes to you, how I think goes to it all, every part of it goes, it's a worship to you. And when you worship God like that, that glory, that presence, that sense of God's accompanying, boy, it shows up on your life too. We're going to save that. I want to go there, but we're going to save it. Are you drunk and heavy legged? Lay your head down on me. Don't sing it. I just—it just came in my spirit. Anthony wrote a song a while back, and it just came to me because the Lord in Matthew eleven twenty eight says, "Take my yoke upon you and learn of me." And He invites us this day to see ourselves, to unlearn. Um, our habits, unlearn our attitudes, unlearn our faulty traditions and to learn of him yeah. Yeah. and take on his yoke and say, I'm not carrying these burdens no more. Oh, give me your yoke for your burden. It's easy, it's light, it's easy and 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 it's light. It's easy and it's light. Yeah, I get my enthusiasm when I'm recognizing the weight of the world is not on my shoulders. There's one man who already took care of all that. Yeah. <laughs> easy in it's light. It's 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 easy, and it's light. It's easy and it's light. Adrian, you might be able to do something with that right there. <laughs> it's easy in it's light. It's easy in it's light. It's easy and it's light. have a team man the Lord's doing something go on and play and I don't know if Paul is in here but y'all get going family just go on and you're already reflecting and you're thinking you're thinking you're processing man if the Lord changes your mind you know the Lord's miracle working power was in this place Oh, that's the miracle I want all the time. Every day is a a renewed mind. I want to see it the way that you see it so that I can live the way that you are showing me can actually be lived. The Lord tells us to have the moment we're about to have with communion in remembering him. Some of you have such a a strong base of knowledge in your walk with Christ already. If you would really just remember him, remember him as you come to this communion table. If you would just remember him, you say, oh, I know what time it is. It's time to remember him. The one who knew no sin, but who became sin so that I could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The one who destroyed the divider, the barrier wall, so that I could have unfettered relationship with, with God through Jesus. Oh, I'm remembering the one who loved me with an everlasting love because he saw what God saw in me in me pursued me and came after me with his life and his resurrection some of you have that kind of base and the spirit of the lord is given what time is it it's time for you to remember christ what he has done and christ in you christ in you this hope of glory christ in you this hope of glory that he neither slumbers nor sleeps that depending and relying on him relaxing in him is the way that he's given for us Oh, and we work hard to keep our lives simple so that we can see him and rest and relax in him. Thank you, Lord. Help us remember, Lord. Help us remember that we're already in you and all these lies, these distractions that keep us from really walking in that truth. Lord, help us to see it and help us to cast them away and not pick them up again. Help us remember that you are for us and not against us. Oh, Help us remember that you've created us for good works, that we're your workmanship created in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world to do good works. Help us remember you. Help us remember you, not just what you've done and not just who you are in us right now, but that you are our returning soon coming king. just wait, we just wait. If at any time family you want to go and enjoy Jesus by remembering his his life, his love, his the history of him and the history he's making in you right now. You can leave your seat. You can grab those elements that bread as we saw in that video, reminds us that Christ's body was broken for us. Was broken for us. And we can enjoy in fellowship in his sufferings and fellowship in his glory. And that that juice symbolizes, reminds us of that picture of his blood that did come pouring down, that blood that reminds us that our sins are forgiven, that we have wholeness, that we have shalom peace, that we have complete and total restoration and salvation by that blood that did pour out. That blood reminds us of that new and living covenant that we have with God, that grace is abundant and free, flowing, flowing, flowing. We're invited to just be drowned in it, overwhelmed in His grace, empowered by His Spirit.